body dysmorphic disorder, or just a low self-esteem. I'm Christy Bundakumar, psychiatric nurse practitioner, and I'm doing a series on demystifying the DSM. The DSM is a book that we use as clinicians to diagnose mental health concerns. And we're in the chapter of obsessive, compulsive, and related disorders. Uh, Body dysmorphic disorder is a um, significant perceived deficit in someone's physical appearance, okay? I think, you know, we sometimes, um, you know, talk about maybe famous celebrities who have had multiple plastic surgeries, and, you know, do they have body dysmorphic disorder? Um, One of the most famous in my generation was Michael Jackson. Uh, Does Michael Jackson have body dysmorphic disorder? We don't know. There's no way for an outsider to say with certainty. Um, But he did kind of display some evidence of that. And, um, you know, very specifically that, remember, this is in the obsessive compulsive chapter of the DSM. And we have a video on obsessive compulsive disorder. And the definition of obsessions are these... um, intrusive, repetitive thoughts that are unwanted, okay? So I'm not talking about an adolescent girl who doesn't like her nose or a middle-aged woman who hates her chin. That's me. Um, That, you know, these are normal things that we should be working on. We should, you know, we should learn to uh, like ourselves and love ourselves and appreciate our bodies, right? Um, But, you know, we may do things about that. We may, um, you know, I might use, you know, a a face scrub or exercises to try to, um, you know, lift my neck or something like that. But I I have realistic um, goals around that and I have realistic um, thoughts around it. It's not, I'm not thinking about my chin all day long, right? I'm thinking about it when I have to do these videos and I'm like, you know, is the angle right? But it's not an obsessive thought. It's not something I'm thinking about um, on a regular basis. And so remember, when we're talking about these disorders, that um, there's an impairment in function, there's uh, significant distress, and the obsessions are happening uh, very frequently and they're very unwanted. And so in body dysmorphic disorder, there is typically uh, one or two parts of the body that the person is absolutely obsessed that it's horrible. And, um, but in body dysmorphic disorder, typically surgery to correct what they think is a deficit um, can often make the symptoms worse. And this is why um, many people believed that Michael Jackson had body dysmorphic disorder because he would have a, a nose surgery and then he'd have another nose surgery and another nose surgery because he was never satisfied or happy with those results, right? So someone who is just kind of struggling with something that they don't like about their body, um, if they you know, made that choice to have surgery, uh, as long as the surgery was you know, um, done well, they would be happy with the results, right? Because it's not a body dysmorphic. It's more of maybe, you know, uh, cultural expectations or low self-esteem or just trying to improve themselves. Um, But 
Body dysmorphic is in that obsessive compulsive chapter in the DSM because it's about uh, you know, the obsessive thoughts around this deficit. So how do we treat that? Okay. And you know, this kind of goes with um, delusions also. It's really hard to convince someone that uh, what they believe is not true. So we need to differentiate, is this to a point of delusional thinking? If it's not, we should be able to use cognitive behavioral therapy around uh, learning to like ourselves first and then ultimately learning to love ourselves. There is, um, There are always things about our body or our mind that we don't think are perfect or we want to improve. But, um, you know, learning to love ourselves in our imperfections is part of that, um, what I think is the, the mentally strong journey. And I'm always encouraging people to embrace that journey. If you have been working with a therapist or working on yourself in this cognitive uh, behavioral approach, or you know somebody who is just stuck like you can't get them to um, let this, you know, physical deficit go, you know, for a period of time. Like um, I'm probably never going to say, oh, I love my chin, right? But um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not thinking about it. And so if somebody is thinking about this all the time and, um, you know, you can't get them to kind of retrain their brain around that. They may need um, some professional help and with that cognitive behavioral. And it kind of goes, when, when we talk about medication management, it kind of goes in the same lines as, as anxiety. Um, and treating anxiety, the first line treatment for all anxiety is increasing neurotransmission. So there's natural ways to do that, right? Running, um, exercising, Uh, But with medication, we do that with uh, typically SSRIs or something in that class of trying to increase serotonin, norepinephrine, and possibly dopamine, right? So that's how we would treat it. When you're looking at differentials, uh, we want to look closely at um, anorexia nervosa, specifically if the person believes that they are fat and they are and they present very thin. Okay. So, you know, this is a big thing in our culture of what is fat. I mean, according to the standards, I'm um, borderline on, on obese and I have gotten to a place in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm not obese. (laughs) Maybe I'm a few pounds overweight, but, um, and so there's, you know, kind of subjectivity to what is a healthy weight, But specifically look at um, someone who is saying they are fat and they are presenting as thin. Um, The criteria for anorexia is 85% of of what the the range is for their height. And so, but anybody that is, you know, even less than that, or I mean, you know, maybe they're 90% or 95%, if they are talking about um, being fat and they're clearly thin, really look at, um, is this, you know, anorexia nervosa, because we want to catch those things quickly. Um, and sometimes we wait till they actually meet the criteria of less than 85%. Um, and they're actually very physically sick at, at that point or malnourished at that point.
you know, differentiating with, OC, you know, OCD specifically or other anxiety disorders? Are they struggling with depression? Um, and you can have comorbid. Comorbid means you have actually more than one diagnosis. And that is often the case with body dysmorphic disorder. So just be looking at all of those things as you are, um, you know, evaluating yourself, your family members, um, or even in a professional setting. Okay. I do encourage you if you are distressed and obsessed with these thoughts of, around some sort of physical deficit uh, that you do seek help and find uh, your mental strength to uh, be healthy and get better. You are mentally strong. If you got to the end of the video, you obviously enjoyed some of the content. I have a lot of free content out there. I am really trying to empower everyone to find their mental strength. So subscribe, get the actual notifications, and let's, it, let's embrace this journey of mental strength. See you there.